This is Cruise Radio. What's happening right now is a good example of why you should always have travel insurance. Get a quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. We're going to have two Sherry's on the show this week. Sherry Griffiths from Cruise Tips TV and Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com bringing us the cruise news. Don't forget, we have cruise radio news. If you're really into the news 24-7 type thing, uh, be sure to subscribe to our cruise radio news channel. You can find that just opposite of this podcast. Also, if you have an Amazon Alexa, just enable the cruise radio news flash briefing. Jumping right to Sherry Laskin with cruise news. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Doug. Royal Caribbean has made an announcement to when they might sail again. Yeah, I like the word might in there. And this is at the time of this broadcast, Royal Caribbean is the only mass market cruise line in North America to extend their suspension. But, you know, if one happens like with gratuities or anything else, if one does it, the others usually follow suit. So it's been moved to May 12th for their first sailing. Now, Carnival Australia has suspended their departures until May 15th. So going back to Royal Caribbean, the date extension covers all of their corporate companies, and that includes Celebrity Cruises, Silver Seas, and Azamara. And Carnival Radiance has been postponed because of shipyard delays. Yeah, that's right. So because the shipyard is in Spain and it's shut down, the launch date for Carnival Radiance is now pushed back two months So originally, the ship was scheduled to board its first guests on April 29th of this year. But now they've canceled the entire European season as well as transatlantic crossing. For anyone who was booked on the earlier cruises that had departure dates between April 29th and June 11th, they have two options. They can request a full refund from Carnival back to their original form of payment. Or if they rebook by December 31st of this year, They'll receive a future cruise credit and a $600 onboard credit. So Carnival is requesting that whenever possible, try to complete the change form online. And just as a reminder, Carnival Victory is the ship that's transformed, well, being transformed to become Carnival Radiance. And this is to the tune of about $200 million for the renovation and refurbishment. So when completed, there will be more public spaces as well as 115 more staterooms. The impact this next story can have on Alaska is scary. The Port of Seattle is America's major West Coast departure point for Alaska cruises. And the port just issued a statement to reconfirm an indefinite closure of the port due to, of course, COVID-19. And whenever the statewide public health emergency ends. So there is no date in sight to begin Alaska cruises from Seattle. And on top of that, since ships from Seattle to Alaska must stop at a foreign port at some point during the cruise, Canada's ports are closed at least until July. How have the cruise lines secured financing to get them through this time? Well, now I'm not a financial wizard by any stretch. So all of this came from Sea Trade News. So I thank you for that. Um, so I'll just give a quick rundown of the top three. So Royal Caribbean Cruises Limited, they now have a $2.2 billion, 364-day secured term loan. 
And at the end of that 364 days, they can renew it for another 364 days. So as C-Trade says, this is to bolster its liquidity. Royal Caribbean has now committed financing for all new ships that they've ordered. And if you're curious, some of the banks involved in the loan process includes Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and Goldman Sachs. Carnival, uh, their picture's not looking too rosy right now at the moment either. First quarter dividends were down, and they're expecting delays in their ships that are on order, as we just mentioned. And in an attempt to maintain liquidity, the cruise company is reviewing their capital expenditure, expense reductions, and it's looking at additional financing. They also stated that many of their ships can also be used as collateral for additional financing. And over at Norwegian Cruise Line, as of March 30th through at least June 20th, all shoreside employees in the U.S. will have a shorter work week of four days, plus a 20% pay cut. NCL is also looking to temporarily discontinue the employer 401k match. And the cruise line has also started to borrow money to the tune of $1.55 billion from revolving creditors. It's going to be a long road ahead, Cherry. Listener question, email yours, Doug at cruiseradio.net. You've been talking a lot about the Jones Act lately, and I still don't understand what it is. Are you able to break this down for me? I'm supposed to be sailing to Alaska on Carnival Spirit this summer. This is from Julia. Well, Julia, let me try to explain this a little bit. So it's part of the Merchant Marine Act that was written in 1920. So, you know, it's what, 100 years old. It's a federal law that was written to regulate maritime commerce in the United States after World War One. It requires that goods shipped between U.S. ports must be transported on ships that are built, owned, and operated by U.S. citizens or permanent residents. So basically, the Jones Act was written to kickstart the shipping industry within the United States after the war. But it gets a little more interesting when you look behind you know, how this all started. So there was this U.S. senator named Wesley Jones. He came from Washington State, and he introduced the act, which bears his name, and it was created to put a monopoly, basically, on shipping goods from Washington State up to Alaska. And the result was that shipping costs to Alaska increased the cost of the goods that people up here would buy. The lingering effect is that it still affects Alaska. We'll pay three times as much for everything up here. Plus, now it also affects Puerto Rico and U.S. territories. Wesley Jones and the people in Washington state got richer from the Jones Act at the expense of consumers. But, you know, it's not all dire because there have been extreme circumstances when the U.S. government has temporarily waived the Jones Act. And this was when it was necessary to add more cargo ships to bring goods to areas affected by natural disasters. So here's, here's the, the bottom line is because only U.S. built, owned, and operated ships can go from a U.S. port to a U.S. port, whether carrying passengers or goods, ships that are foreign flagged must stop at a foreign port in between U.S. ports. So going from Seattle, you're going to have to stop either at Vancouver or Victoria Island, most likely on your Alaska cruise. Second question comes from Sonia. What are some good things to pack to make sure we are protected on our next cruise? Well, Sonia, of course, you're going to want to bring little packets of Clorox wipes or Lysol wipes in the travel size. And then where you can just take a, you know, buy, buy three or four or five. And as you get through with them, you know, it'll make your suitcase lighter on the way home. 
You can also buy Lysol in a spray. Make sure that, read the ingredients on the back and make sure that it will cover whatever it is that you want to kill, basically. Um, of course, you're going to stock up on little hand sanitizers. And, you know, this is one thing that's always bugged me. And, and Doug, if you don't mind, if I go into my little germaphobe okay. shtick here. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from aggravating people when I don't shake hands at the dining room table, when I get the menu... They're not wiping, you know, and this is going back to Norwalk or, or Nor, you know, the, that whole thing. But nevertheless, even colds or whatever, the menu is pretty grimy, in my opinion. So after I order, I'll just politely excuse myself. I'll go back in, to the bathroom and wash my hands with soap and water and then come back. And then I'm so neurotic that when I go to sit down in my chair, rather than grab the hand, you know, the, the arms, I'll just try to scoot forward and not have to touch anything. Because, you know, if someone was in your chair, if you, I, I always take second seating. So if someone was in your chair and was sick, whether it's cold or, you know, Norwalk or whatever, I don't want to be touching that. So ew, that's kind of gross. See, and it's little things like that we don't really think of, just common sense things like the menus. You don't think about wiping them down or washing your hands after you touch them. At least I normally don't. Uh, so yeah, good points there. We've been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. God willing, we'll talk to you next week, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. Stay safe. You too, Sherry. Take care. If you have an Amazon Alexa-enabled device, ask her to enable the Cruise Radio News skill so you can get daily updates anytime. Straight from Cruise Radio. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. When is your next cruise? Where are you going? And what are you going to do once you get there? Market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com offers savings up to 60% offshore excursions versus cruise line prices. Whether it's private, shared, scenic, historic, or family tours, CruisingExcursions.com has up to 12,000 excursions in over 700 ports worldwide, like Rome, Vatican City, St. Petersburg, in which we include the visas, Sydney, and Jamaica, just to name a few. You can even bundle your excursions for more savings. Make your next vacation affordable and unforgettable by visiting CruisingExcursions.com. Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net. We always love it when Sherry Griffiths from Cruise Tips TV descends down from her throne to come join us peasants here on the podcast. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. That was a, quite an introduction. Right now, I'm in my sweatshirt and jammies getting used to home life. So I don't know about that throne. <laughs> I'm surprised you even agreed to come back on this show because the last time we recorded, I deleted the interview on accident. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> and you know, it was my di- it was our Diamond Princess cruise review, too. So probably from, better that way yeah. anyway. 
Yeah, yeah maybe. Looking back on it. Um, okay, well, very good. Well, I brought you on the show to talk about some things we can do to help pass the time before our next cruise, because you are the queen of creativity. And uh, so I want to let you go first. Like, give us an idea. Like, what's something we can do to say, hey, you know what? I'm not cruising for a little while. How can I help pass the time? Definitely. Well, I've been finding that organizing and cleaning out my travel supplies is a good way to pass the time right now, kind of going through the closet, looking for some items that maybe you don't need, like old suitcases or old bags, travel bags, donating what you don't need and organizing the things that you do. And for me, that's just setting aside a little space in my closet or like a plastic bin with cruise items in them. And the silver lining in it is that if we do this now, we're going to reduce that packing stress later on when we're all back on the high seas, right? Absolutely. Now, are you a big, like when you cruise, are you an overpacker? I'm an underpacker. So we do carry on only for all of our cruises um, because when we fly, we don't like to check our bags. So we are very minimalist. Even when you did Diamond Princess that over in Asia, you did a carry on? Yep. We did carry on only between the three of us. And we were going from winter weather to summer weather down in Vietnam. So it was really tricky, but we just kind of rolled and folded and took stuff that was compact. And we did a ton of laundry on the ship. See, that brings me to my point. I have do a dry run of packing. So if you're going on like a seven night Caribbean cruise, break out your clothes and like see what you're going to need and then kind of just do a dry run of everything. So usually we pack last minute for our cruises, right? Well, if we're doing it in advance, we can say, hey, you know what? I might not really need this shirt or these three extra pairs of jeans or 15 shoes. (laughs) Such a good idea. I love that idea. I've been finding too lately that I just sort of leave my toiletry bag packed and in the closet so that you don't have to deal with it later. And it, it doesn't seem to mind. I have a toiletry bag that I bought on the clearance rack at Walmart, and it's a Caboodle. Are you familiar with this brand? <laughs> I've never heard of I it. I have heard of Caboodle. Yeah, I think I've seen those before. But my, my niece was like, why do you have a Caboodle? <laughs> I was like, it's just a toiletry bag. <laughs> oh, you know, I think maybe Caboodle also makes um, cosmetics and okay. makeup organizers. That's okay. why she was saying that, because it's associated with like teenagers who are trying to organize oh. all their lipstick. <laughs> Okay. See, now that makes sense. I am so not in touch. What else do you have for us? (laughs) Well, this is also a really, really good time to research your dream destinations. And one way that I've been doing that is to follow hashtags on Instagram. So we all know that we can watch like YouTube videos about wherever we're dreaming about going next. But it's also really fun to follow some hashtags on the destinations that you're interested in. So for example, if you're looking to go to St. Lucia, follow some St. Lucia hashtags and look deep deeply into some posts and see if you can find hashtags that locals are using. And you'll find that you get to know the destinations a lot better than if you're just searching on the internet and reading reviews on, you know, say TripAdvisor or something like that. You can really get to see what the locals are doing. I can relate to that. I find myself when I'm bored scrolling through Instagram and typing in different hashtags like USVI for the Virgin Islands or even hashtag Nassau. We've all been there a million times, but you never know when someone has that great cruise ship shot. Absolutely. Totally. Totally agree. My next one is kind of coming off my first point, which was packing, and that's going to be making a list of supplies that we need to take for our next cruise. We're kind of in a whole new world now, and we probably will be post-COVID-19. So I'm thinking like, you know, like Lysol wipes, which I always bring on trips anyways. And another thing I always bring on trips, and people are like, why are you packing that? There's soap in the bathroom. But I always pack a pump dial soap. Do you do anything like that? 
Yes. You know what we do? We've, um, and even when we fly into a port, we always go to the drugstore and buy a pump soap because I really just don't like the, they get all gooey sitting on the counter. Mm-hmm. You know, the little, um, the little bar soaps get kind of gross. So I think it's worth it. I mean, the only downside is you may not use the whole thing during your cruise, in which case I always just kind of offer it to my room steward and they usually seem pretty stoked. But yeah, I to- I'm so with you on the wipes. I usually take like for the airplane, I usually use the Lysol wipes. Mm-hmm. And then we get alcohol based hand sanitizing wipes for our hands, which of course are sold out online right now. And then for cleaning your stateroom down like the surfaces and your um, remote control, for example, you want to take something that's based with hydrogen peroxide because hydrogen peroxide kills norovirus. And a lot of people will use their Lysol wipes, but Lysol wipes don't actually have the ingredient in them that kills norovirus. So you want to search for something specifically with hydrogen peroxide to kill the norovirus if that's kind of what you're looking to do. One thing I did learn about the dial soap, and you probably might not know this, actually probably any soap or shampoo, but when you put it in a a checked bag under the plane, always put it in a Ziploc bag. The air pressure made my soap explode. And it went all over the inside of the bag. Didn't get into my luggage, but um, the pressure for sure. Or just do like you do and wait till you're into the, uh, the port to pick up your soap. Anyway, what do you have next? I think it's also a really good time to read books about your favorite destinations. I know I heard you a few weeks ago on your podcast talking with someone about reading The Path Between the Seas, which is the one about the Panama Canal. Mm-hmm. And that is whether you're visiting the Panama Canal in the near future or not, That is just an incredible read about the history of that area and really how long that spanned. So it covers the whole entire history from 1870 to 1914. And it's just an amazing read. I highly recommend it. If you are like me or if you're like you, Doug, and you don't like to sit still for very long and you don't, you know, really like to sit and read, they have it on audio as well. I just checked it out for my library and played it in my car and it took me about three weeks to get through it, but it's so incredible. So the third thing I have here is to get creative with your cruise cards. I don't know about you, or you might actually do stuff with yours, but all of mine, I have over 100 of them, are in this big stack in my desk drawer, and I don't do anything with them, but I was kind of just looking on Pinterest and all that because that's what I do when I'm bored, and I <laughs> saw like you know people putting magnets and putting them on their refrigerator or making you know getting a hole punch and making Christmas ornaments out of them. Or getting really creative and doing something with a shadow box. That is super cool. Now, I am not crafty. So unlike you, I don't spend that much time on Pinterest. I'm joking. <laughs> I totally do. But that's I, I admire you. I have a caboodle too. So You have a caboodle. And we now know this about you. You're going to get teased <laughs> forever on that one, man. That's so funny. I When we were on Harmony of the Seas, we were walking around and we were taking pictures of people's, um, their door art. What do you call it? Door decorations, right? And someone had taken all of their cruise cards and they had they had cut them into little pieces and they had formed them into the shape of an anchor. And it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I personally don't think I could pull it off, but um, I think that that would be so cool. And you've inspired me. I'm going to try to be crafty. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a shadow box at one time and I think when I moved, I dropped it or whatever. So it kind of shattered, but I haven't really done anything since then. I do like the Christmas ornament idea. I think that's kind of cool with the different cruise lines that have different cards and, and all of that. What else do you have for us? 
That's actually a really good idea on ornaments. I didn't yeah. think about that. I think another thing that's really good to do at this point is to take a really good solid look at your packing list and just make sure that it's organized. And when we say packing list, I don't mean anything fancy. Honestly, mine is on my phone. It's just in my notes section of my iPhone. But take a look at it, fine tune it a little bit. And again, that way, when you are cruising again, you won't have to think about it. It'll be all completely done. And my last one I have here is cooking. So the food they serve on board, you can find the recipes online, or you can find copycat recipes on some food bloggers website and make those. I I recently actually last night did Carnival's warm chocolate melting cake. And then I did uh, the Fruit Loop crusted French toast. And both of those tasted exactly like they were served on board. And I got the recipes, I believe, from Carnival.com has a couple of them over there or a couple of internet searches. But uh, yeah, make some food because, uh, you know, if you can't be on a cruise ship eating food, you could be at home eating cruise ship food. (laughs) Your warm chocolate melting cake looked so perfect. To me, it actually looked better than the cruise line because you put a big old fat piece of ice cream on top and that's the way it should be done. My only regret is not actually opening the inside and showing everyone how gooey it was because it's it was so I mean it was just like carnival in fact if if this doesn't work out I'll probably go work on a ship as a chef. <laughs> so you got it all fudgy on the inside. Oh, it was amazing. Now, did you have to be super careful not to overbake it because I would always be worried that I would bake it for too long and then it would lose that fudgy thing. Okay, so the recipe called for it was 14 minutes at 390. And I actually did it exactly like it said. I may have pulled it out like 30 seconds early or something like that just to take photos and video. But yeah, I think the recipe was pretty spot on. I think if you're kind of worried about that, if you're, you know, you don't think your oven is that calibrated or whatever, I would, uh, you know, go ahead and just maybe take it out a minute or so early. You can, it can never be too gooey. I'm just impressed that you have ramekins in your house. I actually ordered them. (laughs) I ordered them on Amazon like three days ago. That's amazing. I don't think I have any ramekins, but you've inspired me. There you go. They were like uh, $9.95 for six of them. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it was a good deal. Well, we'll do one more and we'll wrap this up. Do you have one more for us? I think that was pretty much it. I think researching the destinations, cleaning up your packing list, and getting in that closet and cleaning out the clutter, it's really good for your mind to clean out those spaces in your house. So that rounds out my list. Actually, no. We're going to throw one more at you because we've all okay. seen your Royal Caribbean Booze Fest video you did. <laughs> like, Are you making any kind of drinks at the house? <laughs> yes, we've been making drinks at the house. We've been trying to recreate some things. And yeah, that was the might as well have called that trip the Sherry Gets the Drink Package <laughs> because that was nuts. But yeah, we're going to do a little um, live virtual bartending on our YouTube channel tomorrow night because, hey, we've got to keep the cruising community smiling right now. So we're going to try out a few. I think we're going to try the restorative basil drop and we're going to try Princess's, um, I think it's called the Deep Blue Sea Martini. And then, of course, to round it out, because we're never going to ever say this word again five years from now, we're going to try to make a quarantini. Okay, I like it. Is that, a, um, is that something that you kind of designed yourself, or is that actually going around the internet right now? It's going around the internet. Okay. It's like meme style. It's basically like a honey lemon uh, martini. And the funny part is you take like vitamin C crystals, or also known as emergency, and you rim the martini <laughs> glass with it, which is kind of funny. That's awesome. I have plenty of that, but no one to drink it with. So I'll have to, uh, I mean, I, you know, this whole quarantine thing is kind of throwing me all off because I, I live 
alone. And I just, you know, I'm kind of sticking to the flatten the curve and not being around anyone. So we're going to um, have to work on that for next time. But anyway, we've been talking with Sherry Griffiths from Cruise Tips TV. You can check her out on YouTube. Also, her website, cruisetipstv.com. Right, Sherry? Yeah. And thank you so much for having me on. Hang in there, everybody. We're going to be back cruising before you know it. During these difficult times for the travel industry, Cruise Radio stands behind the men and women who work so hard to bring our vacation dreams to life. From the captains and crew to travel agents, tour operators, vendors, and port employees, we offer a sincere thank you on behalf of the thousands of guests whose lives you impact each and every day. 